Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. And welcome to our episode over X-Men Apocalypse. Our last episode was over all 16 years, every movie in the X-Men franchise. Um, so we talked a little bit about Apocalypse in there. If you want to go back, listen to that. We talked about every all nine movies. Uh, and this one, we just want to do an episode to get dig in a little bit deeper into Apocalypse itself. Of course, there's spoilers for this, and there's some spoilers for uh, other X-Men movies, just so you know. If you haven't seen any of those, I would recommend not listening to this. Enjoy the conversation. <laughs> I mean, we will kind of be free-balling on our end because we don't have any notes or anything, but I have, gotcha. I still have plenty I didn't get to say on the last gotcha. podcast about yeah. Apocalypse. Because I was avoiding all them spoilers. Uh, last time, Kindle and Matt, well, it was mainly just Kindle driving the force saying that uh, the scene in Days of Future Past that is the Auschwitz scene uh-huh. for mm-hmm. from the first movie. Yeah. You were saying they used the same, like, shots yeah. and everything. But I looked it up. It's completely reshot. No way. Yeah. I, That's the same kids, no, same parents. Because I, I, I thought when we were watching, I was like, those don't look like the same parents. And Did then, they at least use the same shot of the gate right. bending? Because it was like frame so. for frame, no, almost because, identical. No, because they didn't have uh, HD cameras at that time. Um, oh, okay. I was wondering about that. It because looks I, yeah, I thought same. it was like half no, and half. I watched them. everything of like Eric was new. Yeah, I, well, I had the the Days of Future Past Blu-ray in, and I was watching the scene on my phone from the first movie and watching them, and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, they reshot everything. Really? It, it, they they basically tried to do the exact same shots, mm-hmm. but it's better cameras and different actors and all oh, that. Oh, it looks That's crazy, the then, exact it same. it looks so much the same, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if we saw, saw a video comparing the two, then... So, question, which we can... we can, Feel free to bring this up again later, but in case we gloss over it... Um, there's flashbacks of the Auschwitz scene in this one in Apocalypse. So is that flashbacks to Days of Future Past or flashbacks to? That's a good question because I was wondering that during the movie. I was like, I wonder if this is from the first movie or Days of Future Past. Yeah. I don't know. But I would assume with the HD camera thing, then it would just be from the stuff that they shot from Days of Future Past. Yeah, probably. And they consider, um, (laughs) or not Days of Future Past, First, first class. The first class. Um, I was gonna say they consider first class a. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. A soft reboot is what they call it, which I guess yeah. means it's technically still basically means that it fits into continuity in a way, but at the same time, it's got loops. Some of the details are reimagined. It's it's not. It's basically they're they're. It's like a reboot, but it's still connected, I guess, in a way. Just without the balls to do it the right way. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I guess we'll just start talking about the movie because we don't have any trivia or anything. Uh, oh, man. I'm sorry. Really? Mm, let's we, see. We I haven't couldn't done come it. up with any. We've only done, we've, this is our third podcast about a new movie, and we've never done any trivia for any of those three. So. No, it's, it just seems difficult to try and remember it. Yeah. yeah I feel like I'd have to watch it twice. To mm-hmm. get trivia. Did we for do it. any trivia for when we saw Civil War? No, we didn't nah. do trivia for that, right? We played our game okay. about like the the Marvel movies 
order. Yeah. Let's um, see. But anyway, I guess we should just start talking about Apocalypse. How Cute. it's this is the ninth movie in the franchise. Shit. Sixteen years. Sixteen years of X Men. Years old. So X Men is driving now. That's your baby sister. That is. My sister is. X Men is your baby sister. It could be dating your baby sister. Ew. <laughs> I would allow it. I suppose. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> I'd Seems be, like a like a good franchise, you know. Decent. It's like I'll keep an eye on them because yeah. I'm, I'm not super trustworthy of them. But at the same time, you know, they they have no MCU. They, they've they've you know, made me they made me proud world. at certain spots. Uh, he can see the good there's in some, them. There's some dark areas, you know. Some sometimes we want to forget about. But, <laughs> but like overall, Charles says, good. he sees the hope. Yeah, the yep, hope he does. <laughs> so. Um, we're nerds so it, like Kendall was saying in the the X, 16 years of X-Men movies podcast we start off with almost the exact same scene for every movie and so it does that but it's like this one was I think for sure my favorite of all longer. the intros because it's like going through the history I, you know, could, I didn't know half off, of it yes it starts okay, off you mean the in, uh, like, opening the, credits Kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, because well, it starts off with that uh, in what was it like twenty seven hundred BC? Yeah. Yeah. And then something crazy like that. And then so it starts off there, and it starts going through the history and flying through, and you see all these mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. And Which, the Nazis yeah, I, symbol, that, I specifically remember that. Yeah, and then the uh, what's it? I remember uh, seeing it's like the Russians. I can't think of the name. For the it. Christian cross at one point, and yeah. Uh, there's and apparently else. there was nothing interesting until the Nazis, like all the way from Jesus <laughs> to Hitler. There was nothing in between nothing there. happened. Yeah, and then the Nazis then, came. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, th- I definitely, I thought that was a really interesting, kind of, kind of still keeping with the classic, you know, montage of, of the X-Men movies, how they do it. But yeah, I think traditionally it was always like either going through a human body, like DNA and stuff like that, which, you know, mutants or, uh, or through, I think there, was there one that was like the X-Mansion? Like through the house or I think so. through Cerebro and stuff like that. I feel like there. That's right. But I mm. could be. I could be thinking of a. Of a of yeah. An and it always st- ends something. with that like zoom out of Cerebro's eye and the or yeah. eye scanner, <laughs> and then it yeah. locks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so going cool. through a pyramid and then yeah, also going through time was yeah, it was cool. I like that. Um, but so back up a little bit though. What'd you guys think the uh, the opening scene where we get to see yeah in in twenty seven hundred. Um, with the uh, the original Four Horsemen, I felt like I was watching a mummy movie. Yeah, right. Like the it was mum, a very the mummy it was Brendan a weird Fraser. feeling. Yeah, which I don't know how they could have distinguished it between you know, given a unique look mm-hmm. between like yeah, like one of the mummy movies, or I never saw the movie Gods of Egypt that came out recently, mm-hmm. but kind of from the look of it, it kind of looked basically the same as that, like kind of a clash between those era, you know, somewhere between the Gods of Egypt and the mummy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it didn't have a super unique look to it, but I don't, I don't really know what they could have done differently. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where that's what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a crazy awesome scene. I love seeing, I, I almost, I wish that that scene was longer. Um, I just, we would have gotten to see more, more of the, like to it other than like just what they did. And then like the civilians like you didn't exactly know what was going on with the civilians 
yeah. and like why they're turning yeah their backs on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pick up like non-verbal. You kind of get him because they're, yeah. they're yelling into the false god or stuff like that. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. why do they think they're false gods? Why did they not just assume they're gods? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's where oh, I was like, I need like, a little there's like not enough story. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have been able story. to fit it. It, right. it would have been kind of useless to it the movie. Taken up it's so just... much. And it's just odd though that we see at the the end credit scene of Days of Future Past is. A much different looking apocalypse, first of all. Yeah, like a looks like baby a teenage apocalypse. Boy. It's yeah. apocalypse. And then like he's son. Yeah, he's like building the pyramids basically or something like that. And so and then to pick up here, it's like way uh, assuming like, you know, they don't really give us any details. It's like how you know, what has apocalypse, you know, who is apocalypse basically? Yeah. What has he been doing or in Sab- in Sabanu? Uh and that- so I, I would have liked to have seen that more, but it's an opening scene, so you know they yeah. gotta keep it brief and get to the point. So, but that in itself, like if you don't know the comics or the storyline of Apocalypse, it was really confusing to figure out. Like he's he's transferring himself to another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that. I got that it. was confusing. I got it. Like when she said something about him never being able yeah, to die she now cuts, a, cuts the guy and then he heals, heals yeah but i didn't understand mm-hmm. like that the, he was gonna put himself into that body for mm-hmm. a while and then i was like oh didn't know that was something he could do yeah i wasn't yeah. sure if at that time he was i thought he was gonna they were gonna try to transfer that guy's powers to him but then yeah he yeah. transferred to the body and somehow his bones and um skin turn into that guy's yeah. bones and skin. Interesting. Who knows weird. how that works? He's like Mystique. Really sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how familiar were you guys with uh, before seeing this movie? Uh, how familiar with you were like with like the uh, Apocalypse storyline or his origin or anything like that as far as like the comics or anything? I, I actually had no connection because I've read very little uh, X-Men in the past and I don't recall uh-huh. ever seeing any in any uh, animation television or movies yeah yeah i didn't know a thing i just knew he was Mm -hmm. a big deal yeah and there's it's hard to say because i've tried doing like research like since seeing the movie like how accurate were they with it you know and like researching him and really it's just hard to find because he's kind of just one of those one of those characters that he just kind of has all the powers and so it's hard Mm -hmm. to define like what he does and then there's been so many like different versions of him i think or like where he's reappeared or like He's just kind of one of those bad guys where he dies and then comes back and then dies and then comes back and, you know, they can never seem to get rid of him. So it's hard to say. And then every time he comes back, he, like, evolves or has some kind of new ability. So so it's hard to say, like, what, what he actually looks like or what he actually does. Uh, so, so I mean, as far as how the movie did with Apocalypse, then... Um, you know, as, at least as far to my knowledge, I think they did pretty well with it. But but I, I remember it wasn't... I don't think it was on the podcast, but I remember talking with you guys the other day about how... Um, the uh, X-Men Evolution TV show, which, you know, I watched a lot growing up, they they ended the show with, it was like season four, and they built it up like for actually a really long time about Apocalypse stuff, and then like, they was like four episodes long of like, the, you know, Apocalypse like coming back, and you know, someone trying to raise him from the dead and everything, and you know, the Four Horsemen and all that stuff, and then like the season finale was a huge cliffhanger where he like comes out of the tomb and you know, is about to fight the X-Men and then like they never, they canceled the show. Oh, and so man. you never get to like see what happens. Like I was just like, what? And so, so I think Apocalypse was in the, the old, the animated series X-Men in the nineties, but, um, but it was kind of lame. Hmm. And so, 
Um, so to see a really good portrayal of it was something that, you know, I've been, I was super excited for this movie and I've been waiting on for a long time since, you know, I think 13 year old me was, uh, looking forward to this movie for a while. So, so I was very excited to see them make it into a movie. I wasn't excited for a really long time when this movie was announced, but, uh, really the closer it got, the more I saw the posters and all that. I didn't see any trailers, Mm -hmm. but it just the closer it got the more i was like okay i really liked the the last two movies i think this might turn out really good mm-hmm. do i liked it i know you didn't like it as much as i did but um yeah you didn't love it and so yeah we can get into that stuff but yeah uh so i think the biggest deal about this movie is it replaces i guess just off the top of my head just three of our like well-known actors from the past okay so we see you're talking about storm and gene scott and gene all three get new actors mainly just because they're younger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then nightcrawler but he wasn't a huge character in the the other trilogy but uh because he was just in one of them but but yeah he got replaced too Right. So what did you guys think of the the new X-Men versus the if we can call them the old X-Men? Um especially Everett as a person who may not have loved this movie that much. As far as I thought, acting, I thought they all did well uh-huh. portraying the parts. The one thing I didn't I I forgot to bring up in the last podcast that I'm just now realized is that maybe uh ditch continuity right now ditch all the old movies but just basing mm-hmm. off of the comics and uh all that i think storm was a great portrayal Dude. because she has the uh the accent and all that mm-hmm. yeah and we, we didn't talk about it in it. the last podcast but halle berry like kind of has an accent in the first some movie of the time. it goes in and out <laughs> yeah like sometimes yeah. One and then it word. seems like in the next couple in the next the rest of the movies they're like okay you just gotta just, just ditch just the accent it. just stop just don't even try yeah. you suck she doesn't have it at all in the in the next all the rest of the movies really uh-huh and so yeah i thought uh let's see hold on i have, I have it pulled up the uh yeah the girl who did storm she uh she did really I, I liked it a lot. It was very different for me, um, which I'm not sure. It, I mean, with uh, with Storm's origin, she was like from a she was like a goddess from a basically an African tribe or something like that. Is that right? Right. And so, uh, so to see it was I was very right off the bat to see whatever she came on the screen and she's like a teenager in mm-hmm. in Egypt stealing uh, and she's kind of yeah stealing from people, which I get. You know, I, I'm totally fine with. Uh, you know, if like that's not something a superhero would do, you know, people who would say that that doesn't bother me because, you know, yeah, she's no. a teenager at that time. You know, all of us were different when we were teenagers. And so so it doesn't bother me that seeing a superhero with that kind of different uh, different origin. But it was just it was very strange like, right off the bat seeing her, um, you know, not 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 in that setting that I was expecting, I guess. But yeah, as far as the accent and her portray- portrayal of the uh, of the character, I thought it was really good. Yeah, which I'm going to um, say she was my favorite of the three, and her name's yeah. uh, Alexandra Ship, and I guess she got her big break. She, she's been in a few movies, yeah. but her biggest break was straight out of Compton. Right, which I haven't seen that. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think for a lot of the actors it was, except for Sophie Turner, who uh, was pretty famous from Game of Thrones, but, right. um, but Ty, Ty Sheridan, I looked him up. He's been in a couple of things, but nothing I've heard of. Uh, and then same with um, 
shoot, what's his name? Uh, Cody Smith McPhee is was uh, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and he's been yeah in a, a, f- a few things, but nothing nothing that I've heard of. So maybe you guys know, but it was in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Maybe yeah, which I saw that, and I was like, I don't know who he played. I think he he was the kid that walks around with uh, his mom. That when they they it's her, been a his, while his mom does, his that mom like meets. Uh, no, what's the main gorilla's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while. Or not gorilla, but ape. Yeah, uh, I saw that in theaters like when it first came out, and that's I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, but he walks around as his mom. Caesar, um, gotcha. Caesar, yeah. He she she meets Caesar, and that's it. Uh, I don't remember. He <laughs> helps her. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that's all I know him from. But mm-hmm. I thought he did good. The only one I'm mm-hmm. kind of like iffy about is uh, the kid who is Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, he. I. I thought. Thinking. I think I just don't like him because when I think about it, really? I bet he probably is portraying and. He's like perfect for Cyclops. I just don't like mm-hmm. his face. You don't ever see his eyes, really. That's true. Yeah, at least for it's like covered a up. Scene. Maybe he'll grow out of it and he'll look really hot or something. Mm. And maybe we yeah, won't get a uh, Cyclops Gene love story this time. Maybe. I don't Although know. they kind of made it seem like it was going to. Oh, frick. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Start off kind of rocky, though. Uh, not I a, love. Not a cute scene. <laughs> I love Sansa Stark <laughs> as uh, Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I like the uh-huh. little attitude, and she's still, like, yeah. insecure at the same time. Right. She seemed very, uh, just very, I think out of comparing between the, the old X-Men lineup and this one, she, as far as just the character, seemed probably the most different. But it's hard to say. Yeah. If that's like, man, she nailed it or anything like that. Because I think, you know, the the comic book character changed so much. And so so it's yeah. hard to say, you know, Jean I, was this kind of personality or whatever. So it's, I don't think you can say she got it right. I just think it was it was probably more interesting. Yeah, I liked uh, it more. Jean Grey. Yeah. Cause she, yeah, she's very serious. Um, very almost, yeah, she, she meets Scott and she's kind of rude to him at first. Uh, and, um, but then, you know, we see that, that scene where she's by the tree and, you know, we see that. Uh, especially with the dreams that she has and everything like that, that she's she's kind of not the popular, well liked person around you know around uh, Xavier's school. You know, she's not like you know the most talented person. Everyone everyone thinks everyone's impressed by her. Uh, she's kind of a social outcast, you know. Uh, and I thought yeah. I thought that was a really interesting. Those take on kids her were mean. They were like I was thinking. You're, okay, you're, you're at a mutant. school for mutants, and you're, you're picking on people other still mutants. get excluded for <laughs> yeah. People still get excluded for their powers. Like you have a blue guy, uh, you know that showed up at your school, and nobody like gives him weird looks or anything. But they, you know they're they're well, bullying her basically. <laughs> they probably love the color blue because of Mystique. I think that's yeah. <laughs> I think they're just <laughs> showing that that that's life. People that happens anywhere. Yeah, yep. no Looks matter like no matter kids. how different you nature. are, you can that you can the different still person be made will fun still, of. Uh, pick you can always on find a freak even in more group. different people. I am excited to see more of uh, what's going to happen with uh, Jean Grey. Now that like I don't in the other one, she went crazy because the professor like messed. Um, he messed with her like brain and s- separated some of her sub some consciousness yeah, or whatever put up like psychic barriers yeah. or something so I'm like wondering that to block if the he phoenix didn't do that yet 
And this time, mm. now that she like she just let it all go and dude, that'd used be her great power. to have like a rebooted Dark Phoenix story. No, not dark. Like oh. she's embraced the power just now. Just the like, Phoenix, yeah, because there's okay. a difference. Gaining control of it and her being able to harness all of her power instead yeah. of like the crazy psycho Dark Phoenix thing that happened. Yeah, hmm. I'm Which, excited I mean, to see that. I think I think now that I've kind of come to terms with it, I was, I'm ex- I'm like looking forward to seeing. Hopefully, they'll do it well uh, in the future. You know, ha- you know, not not just uh, kind of go rehash what they already did with mm-hmm. you know in the last stand and everything. But uh, but I just I remember watching it the first time. It was last Friday watching it the first time, uh, and just as soon as the you know the phoenix came out and she you know that's what the or that's how she defeats apocalypse i was just like oh this again like i was not excited to see it the first time i don't know what were you guys like reactions to it i thought it was awesome you liked it okay yeah i watched watched it again yesterday and i i like i was expecting it i saw it coming and i saw how it fit into the plot and everything like that and so i think because i I knew it was coming i enjoyed it and i was like yeah that that looks awesome you know it's really cool they didn't overdo it or anything mm-hmm. um i'm just I hoping that the they don't phoenix uh silhouette that she gets oh like as she when she's in the air like yeah in, like the phoenix, has uh, like the yeah. flames make a the phoenix uh-huh yeah that was really cool it. and so so yeah so i thought it, it you know as far as the look of it and everything like that i was just kind of almost disappointed especially this early on in her in her life which i guess it 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 still kind of makes sense in the continuity of it because you know in the last stand like you said you know he he, professor had uh you know put set up barriers and stuff like that so something she'd been dealing with for a long time so it makes Mm -hmm. sense and all that but it was just i thought very early on in a in a soft reboot to be doing something that big that they've already done that makes sense uh, i think i trilogy i was just excited for it because i was like she's able to do this and not go crazy that's freaking awesome right yeah yeah and so the only and also i didn't love that uh which i saw i saw it differently this time the second time i saw it too you guys just saw it once right yeah right so, so seeing it the second time, I I appreciated it a little bit more because the first time I saw it, it seemed like the X Men are hopelessly getting their butts handed to them by Apocalypse, and there's no hope. And then luckily the Phoenix came out because if it weren't for her, then they would have totally died. But uh, you know, so I was like the you know the whole Phoenix thing was kind of just a cop out, and they would have totally lost you know if it weren't for her. But seeing it the second time, you see a little bit more where she's able to like attack him psychologically, you know, and then also physically. And then the rest, you know, Magneto and Cyclops and Storm and all those guys come in and, mm-hmm. and you know, destroy him. And so, so it still ended up being like a team effort. Uh, and so I, I didn't, I wasn't as bothered by it. The at the time. same I, time, I I'm imagining Charles is doing everything he can. So she doesn't have to do that because he knows what she can do. Yeah. You mean like in the, in the future or he had been doing that? Like, he's... Or in that moment. In that moment, he's doing okay. everything he can so that she doesn't have to do that. Because she could have lost her, lost it and gone crazy or yeah. killed everyone around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure what the what the future holds for the X-Men, which we can, we can get to that in a little bit as far as future movies and stuff like that. But just as far as, like, if they're going to almost re redo the the whole phoenix force uh storyline and just do it better this time or they kind of kind of do that spare you know do the whole phoenix thing sparingly like kind of just as a last minute resort 
Um, or, you know, like, how, how is that going to work? Or maybe this is kind of just the last we'll see of it, you know, because they, they don't need to do it again. Next, one of the biggest, like, deals in this movie is that they go along the storyline of Magneto's children. Whoa. Um, yes, which I, I guess I just haven't read anything about that. About that. Tweets? Uh, about those, about uh, Magneto having a another family, which man, he gets around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He had, you know, uh, Pietro, and then we don't see her in this movie, but Wanda, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, apparently, yeah, that's that's in the comics too. Is you know him having another family, mm-hmm. which I, apparently the little girl had a different name. In this, it was Nina, and in the comics, it was something else. Oh, right. Else kind of that would have been a really cool that. power to have, like in the future. If she, you know, talking they animals. Yeah, I like it. Oh man, which it was. Which I was. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, w- Kendall was really disappointed when uh, Peter never told him. Oh my that, god, it pisses uh, me off. Really? He was. That he could have been like, "I'm your son." Dad. Hey, daddy. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I kind of liked it. You guys haven't seen Batman versus Superman yet, have you? No. no. Okay, you don't want it spoiled for you, right? No. You don't okay. Ah. <laughs> there's there's just a way that they could have. Well, I don't know how to say it without spoiling it. Uh, One of the towards the end of Batman versus Superman, kind of the the high point of the movie is kind of just a, a simple, um, just a, just a way of them deciding that they're not enemies, mm-hmm. and so that would have it would have just been too similar if they would have done it in this movie, been like, hey. I'm your son, and then like, oh, okay, I won't be a bad guy then, you know. And it just been, mm. it wouldn't have been that cool, uh, you know, uh, for a big turn for him. It would just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really. That know way, he decided well. on himself to uh, stand yeah. for, yeah, yeah. everything cool. he has left. He he didn't have to use that as a turning point. He, yeah, he, enough. What Raven said was, or Ra- what Raven said was enough for him to. Yeah, yeah. Join so they, yeah, so it made it more of a of a of a choice for him instead of just a well, I'm your son. So you like I don't I just don't really know how that would have uh, like I know he was excited to meet his dad and he wanted to like tell him he was his son, but I don't know if that would have like fit in that in that point in the movie. But uh, but why it, it never really ex- explains it or anything. It kind of just leaves it up in the air. So what what do you guys think are the reasons that like he didn't tell him that he was he was his son even like at the very end of the movie after all the dust had settled i think a lot of it he might have just been scared of who he was because he's always he's asking people is is he a bad guy yeah and his mom says uh or he says i'm not scared of him and she says well you should be yeah and so yeah he's like a super powerful guy so maybe intimidating yeah. Um, Maybe he doesn't yeah, so I, want I to really fill know. that relation. Yeah, I think he a little bit of it. He wanted to see who he was before he lets that situation happen. Yeah, but also get to know him more. I think he decided he wanted to do something for himself. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. uh, did you guys prefer the Quicksilver scene in this movie or um, the last movie? Dude, when he started kicking a. <laughs> Literally, because <laughs> it's apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm referring to wait, the, wait. the school scene. The school scene. In the school. I liked it. It was Man. kind of funny. Like, getting yeah, the it fish totally and... changed the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where we see 
tons of serious stuff going on. That you could know, have been I, a very that, that was right after serious the, the thing. school is literally blowing up. Yeah, that could have been like just a devastation scene. And you don't know at that time that Havoc is dying. Alex. Yeah, that kind of That was sad. It was yeah, it was sad cuz it yeah, what well, hold on. We go right from this was right after Magneto's family dies, is that right? Cuz yeah, he gets recruited and then him and Charles have that conversation with each other. And then yeah, and then we have this scene. And so it kind of just breaks up that total tone of like serious sad stuff going on. Um with the uh Sweet Dreams song was just <laughs> do, 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 do. I love, I love it. Yeah. But um yeah, so it just breaks up the tone. And then yeah, he, you know, he's unable to save him and so that's sad and then so, you know, to bookend it, obviously that's it ends it with oh, somebody died. But his uh, response but... Is, is great too cuz they're like where's where's Alex? And he's like, I'm pretty sure I got everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, bad. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I thought it was awesome. I, I don't know how to compare it to the other two because, like I, like I said, you know, going into it, uh, the very, I think my very first time seeing it, I, I remember thinking, like, as soon as it slowed down in the beat and then we have, you know, you see his feet, I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. Like, they, of course, they have to do another slow motion scene with Quicksilver, mm. you know, to be really cool. And so I don't think I like loved it at first, but then as I saw it, as they, as they did it, I was, it won me over where I, it was, it was I started out like, Oh great. We're what doing I, this again. And then it impressed me. What I know? took it as was, yeah, it could be like, I guess at first I probably thought the same thing a bit, a little bit like, Oh, they're going to do the same gag again. But then yeah, like afterwards like, I was thinking about yeah. it. I'm like, well, it's kind of like his signature thing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we know he's fast yeah. is really his power, but like, um, I don't know. You see in every movie, you see Wolverine just stabbing his claws into people. So, As always, uh, it's that's not <laughs> it's considered signature. a gimmick. But so yeah, I'd say this is like it'd be like cool to s- maybe not do it again I don't in think the next movie. But can like, have a gimmick. It's I like mean... a almost like a little throwback to two years ago. Or whenever it was, when the right. last one came out. Yeah. So at first, it felt like it was a kind of like you know when a comedy movie sells the same jokes or basically the same formula. In the second movie, it's just mm-hmm. like uh, it was right. funny but not as good. You know, it was cool but not as great. So I felt like that. Yeah, at the very beginning. But uh, but yeah, the only thing was when you watch it, you feel like you know Brian Singer may have been like trying to top himself. You know, trying to let's let's take it one step further let's do it a little bit cooler let's mm-hmm. put a dog with um, pizza in his mouth and he saves yeah. the dog yeah. we'll have two teenagers <laughs> that are about to kiss but the guy looks disgusting as his tongue out yeah no, it was, a so, bit, yeah, there it was some much small cheesier things like. than the last one yeah yeah but then i mean but uh, i think of like this is like 80s it's kind of an 80s movie that's true the 80s yeah so it's cheesy. a little cheesy but here's yeah. a, my question guys Quicksilver always puts his headphones on before he does this, correct? Right. Yes. Uh-huh. How did he time his music to play just like that, but he's moving faster than everything? Um, he would have to speed up his music. Let's see. I'm not True. I'm not have to great move it like... with I'm I'm not great with I mean, I could do it myself today. Yeah. Real simple. Yeah. But 80. so <laughs> back then, I would imagine he he he's a klepto, so uh-huh. he could very easily steal like some professional recording equipment. I suppose, but and just so that was my a, thought a, in a little cassette player that plays at like first Mach class. Five. Yeah, or not first class. Days of Futures <laughs> Past. That was my first thought in that scene was, 
how is That's he true. listening to that song that. and it's not playing in slow-mo like everybody else is because he's moving faster than everything yeah, i hadn't thought of that either yeah it'd have to be really yeah. fast it's probably the more i think about it impossible to hear music that fast and hear it at, like well it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't sound right. normal no it would be super high-pitched <laughs> i think it'd be all all like just a blah you it just it wouldn't sound like music anymore yeah that's what i thought it was it so, not to get i don't i, audio I, did, I guess i never really sorry thought about for it ruining because, that but that's my no, thought man now it's gonna ruin it for me from now sorry this movie this is not real this wouldn't happen but i did love when he was literally kicking a beating up apocalypse for a short period of time oh man that was sweet yeah because because it kind of answers that question of you know in the in days of future past where how much easier would the rest of the movie been if quicksilver would have stayed with them mm-hmm. and so but you know he does his scene and then he leaves and so they have to kind of do it the you know do it the hard way but then with this one we see it where luckily he doesn't just you know have a cool scene and then head out like he did last time mm-hmm. where he stays with the rest of the movie so we get to see just a little bit of quicksilver action of him you know actually how he would be useful in battle you know against quicks or against uh, apocalypse but then yeah we see see apocalypse you know take him down so i was yeah i was very excited to see him you know not just saving people or you know giving security guards wedgies like we've already seen him do but (laughs) actually like punching somebody and kicking somebody it was cool to see yeah how super speed would be used in a fight but then yeah apocalypse dude i cringe crazy freaking breaks his leg oh gosh no, was he in a cast in the last scene? Do you remember? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah, because it had like it had like funny writing all over it and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, wanna, yeah. When we get it, I want to pause it and see what's all on there. <laughs> For real? Because <laughs> it's probably really funny stuff. But yeah, would you think that Jubilee? I, I mean, I don't know. Face. I just know the Flash always heals. That's part of his power is he heals faster. So I don't know about Quicksilver. That's though, what like I was just wondering myself. Cast. If he's faster and everything, I wonder if he heals fast too. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Um, um, another new character we get is uh, I'll call him Angel Number Three. Is it Angel? <laughs> it is Angel Number Three. Oh yeah, because right. kid, kid Angel, and then because we have what well, we have, metal. yeah, the Angel in uh, n- the Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the guy who invents the cures son. Yep. Um, and then we have Angel, Angel two, from Dragonfly Lady. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, because she was named Angel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I that but was she's, her. Yeah. She's dead, though. Yeah. yeah she did. She did. And then well, do we just assume the third we, one we yeah, see? Yeah, we just assume she's dead. I'm pretty sure in Days of Futures yeah. Past, uh, Magneto mentions all their names and saying that they are, died. Yeah. They didn't they say died. how, yeah. but yeah. He says right. they, yeah, he's he because well, he's talking to Charles and he's Charles is like yelling at him and then he says, "Well, where were you for us?" Mm-hmm. And he says, and then starts Evan with yeah, the plane, he n- names all of them and says, "Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this angel man, I thought he was definitely the the coolest out of all the uh, all the different angels, but he was definitely a cool portrayal of a character who um, I he mean, really spit fire. Like okay, Angel too. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, okay, that's true. That's true. He's not um, a dragon. But fly. I just he had a cool look. You know, he had the a great eighties look. You know, had the you know the mohawk and yeah, uh, the jacket, you know, leather jacket. I think yeah. You know, so he was a cool looking guy. And the only thing I just I don't know how accurate it is to the you know to the comics and stuff, but how he was able to be like considered a great fighter or uh, you know one of those like up there mutants. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, first of all, he's in the cage fight and we see him. The first thing he does is he takes down Blob. Right. Yeah. Blob is, Huge. he was kind of, I was kind of disappointed by that picture of him because like my, my, my image of Blob is always like someone who maybe not as big, but like almost comparable to like a Hulk or mm. like the Juggernaut or something like that. Like a huge dude. Right. Uh, who's like almost indestructible, like, you know, incredibly strong. And then like to see him, he's really only in there for like a second or two, but yeah. he gets taken down by angel. I'm yeah, like, that's weird. how does, how does that happen? And they give him those like little claws on his wings, but I'm just like, really? Like, how is he like defeating all the other mutants? He's super strong. And, and then like, I think he's I super I think strong so. too. Like maybe wings those wings are really are. strong. I guess you would have to be to to be able to fly. They would have to be really strong mm-hmm. wings. But, but the Nightcrawler like... beats. Well, technically, it was the electricity that beat him. That's true. Right. He kind of used the element. Tactics. He didn't. And his longer. wing looked gnarly. Gnarly. After oh, it gets all burnt. burnt up and bloody. It's disgusting. Uh, broken wing. Yeah. Gosh. Um. Yeah, so so I liked Angel a lot. Uh, the only the only downside I have to Angel is that like yeah we see a see an awesome character right from the beginning. Uh, you know he's you know for even though it's hard for me to to buy it, he's a good fighter and everything. And then we see that that other scene where uh, you know he, after he gets his wing broken, he's like drinking and uh, and you know that he has the uh, you know Metallica, which was a funny little Easter egg kind of thing. The uh, <laughs> Metallica playing the Four Horsemen. That's um, funny. In the in the movie, yeah, I thought that was funny. I didn't catch it the first time, but then I heard someone talk about it. I was like, oh yeah, it was. And so, um, and so yeah, so we see it, see that awesome, you know, awesome stuff. And then, but basically, the only downside is like once he meets Apocalypse, like he's basically lifeless after that movie or after that after that part in the movie. Yeah, I felt um, where we don't really see any like good, you know, any good personality come out of him at all. That was one of know? the things I would probably nitpick about this movie would be the the four horsemen's relationship with apocalypse the new yeah. ones not the old four horsemen yeah it, it they just, just it right. was really weird it was almost like a mind control they just like were emotionless warriors I, right. I don't know it, it, I don't it know was how to very put it. evident that they weren't though like they weren't under his control or anything. No, it was just yeah, it was exactly. like that though it's, but I, they weren't it seemed especially with um. Uh, Storm, Storm is or is not known as like a morally ambiguous character, mm-hmm. as far as yeah, she's what the least I've read of all the of all the four horsemen. And so that was very odd, and especially and the same with Magneto. I can't not necessarily that he's very in that sense morally ambiguous. It's just yeah that he a villain. he's typically not the type of guy who would want to be underneath anybody else. Yeah, like I'll be your slave. I'll I'll do down. whatever you want. Yeah, and so yeah, that, so I don't know. The only ones I I could have, I actually believed was Angel, really. Yeah, well, Skylark. Skylark. That's what I don't know why Sky, I keep saying Skylark. Skylark. <laughs> what the heck's a Skylark? Chip Skylark. Skylark from Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Well, see the Skylark <laughs> one. I didn't get that Skylark. one. She she went over to him really easily too. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess maybe out of fear, right. but because all he did was grab her energy staff and i think she wanted the power maybe yeah maybe she I seems like a power hungry yeah. person because really i buy i buy her more than i buy angel because i mean angel was kind of like a you know a douchebag beating people up in the cage and stuff like that but really like 
Apocalypse doesn't even like really talk to him before he recruits him. He just shows up and says like, you know, they're like, oh, never mind. And he like gives him new wings, like metal ones, like without asking. Yeah. <laughs> basically, like, you know, you go. And, like, like, OK, you know, we see that like horrific scene of him, like just like bones coming out of his back and oh, stuff God. like that. And then he's just like, OK, so you're my follower now. Like, come on. There was no like conversation mm-hmm. about it or yeah. there was no convincing. Like he has to take Magneto all the way to Auschwitz to like convince him and stuff. And he doesn't even um, like enhance his powers. Did you notice that? Sort of. I mean, did he enhance anybody? Like he's all he's able to like, move the earth. He did I storms. Guess. How? You don't remember him grabbing her and oh. saying, and her eyes like wide over. He was, I think he was opening her mind to so she could feel her potential. Are you sure? She could realize her own potential. But he did Maybe, it to. Yeah. I think that's what he was doing. And then he did that thing to Angel, and all he did with Magneto was be like, "I know you know." Do it. Yeah, feel the dirt. <laughs> feel the metal in the dirt. I think he was showing them, besides Angel, he gave him metal wings. But everybody else, he was just telling them to see their own potential. Because, I mean, it's very, th- it's very along the lines of actual science where the human brain can't doesn't think it can do as much as the body actually can. Like, the body can do, yeah, like, 60% more than what the mind thinks. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that Mora mentioned something about when she was doing her research on apocalypse about him uh placing uh strength or abilities or power energy something like that into his four followers maybe yeah so i just picked up like that that was part was of his power yeah i thought that was one of his powers yeah like and he, he can like materialize whatever the heck he wants out of yeah but whatever. like him being able to basically use charles without cerebro stuff like that where Maybe Charles could do that on his own, but he'd said before, like in, in other ones, that that would like kill everyone if he concentrated yeah. that hard. So anyway. that, that's something else. So maybe like, it was him enhancing that. them, but maybe also like they have to want to be enhanced, you know, also. So I don't True. know. Anyway. He did that to all three of them, and then he ended up doing it to Charles and not Magneto. Yeah. I uh, thought that was weird. Anyway, speaking of Mora, uh, I think we should all um, pick on Fox a little bit for not making Mora, Charles, okay, and they gave Magneto a beard, and uh, Hank, yeah. they all looked the exact same for the past 20 years. Gosh. Oh, man. They couldn't even like, give him makeup? Do, that could make him look older? was it to do like one movie a decade, or decades know. apart. If, if ridiculous. they look the same in a <laughs> 90s movie, I'm I'm done. Yeah, gosh, it's ridiculous. Because, like, yeah, like, I think I said it before. They could have at least, like, given them, like, you know, a little bit, like, Magneto, a little bit of gray hair. Like, they give him a beard, but, I mean, you know, how long does it take to grow a beard? Uh, But, but yeah, like, Charles, all they did was, like, dress him up in 80s clothes and give him an 80s hairdo. But they did nothing (laughs) to, like, make him look older. Same with Myra. And I was trying to figure out, is that, like, kind of a joke at themselves whenever... Xavier sees Myra on uh, on the you know through uh, through Cerebro and he's like oh I mean, she doesn't look like she's aged today yeah. I'm like because that was two years ago you idiot ah <laughs> <laughs> so man that drove me nuts but uh, technically they I, so are I wasn't sure if that was kind of one of those jokes what do what the, this movie is their like current actor age isn't it uh, somewhat maybe some of them I can't see uh, maybe who, not what's Hank. the guy who plays Hank. But yeah. uh, okay, let's McCoy let's make and Charles. the girl who plays I'll cut uh, this down. Mora. Yeah. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that now they're their accurate age. Nicholas Holt is was born in 1989, so he's 27. So no, not for him. And he'll be 27 so. in December. That one I so, seems really hard to do. Yeah, there's no way he he, he was supposed to be 27 in this movie yeah. since Let's he would, looked the exact same. Let's assume most of the characters in First ago. Class were early 20s. Um, and so so that would mean that most of the characters are 40 ish. Right. Um, yeah. Especially what drove me nuts was Havoc. Because, <laughs> yeah. let's see, in first class, he, he had to have been at least 18 because he was in the military. And uh, then we have 20 years later in this movie, so he should be about 40. No. His little brother is like 17. He would be. Which is possible. He'd be 28. Right. And he's, well, he's 25 right now, the actor. Yeah. And he did not. But, but in in uh, in first class, he would have had to have been at least 18. Right. And, so, and so this is 20 years, years so later. Be, so so 38, 38, almost 38. 40. <laughs> he yeah, did not so almost 40 up. years old. Well, now in the 40s, think... you don't have to be 18 to be in the military. Why no, do you say 40s? 60s. I don't know. Is a war? Is a war? Oh, okay. The Vietnam War? No. Yes. Am I retarded? No. In Cold the war? 60s? Yeah, you didn't have to be Cold 18, war. did you? Are you sure? Yeah, that was the Cold War. So, um, either way, I don't, I don't know, but. Either way, he'd still be in his late thirties. Whatevs. Yeah, and so so, but that is possible for him to have a very like significantly younger brother. But then we see Cyclops' parents, who are probably about forty. Right. Truth. Yeah. So it's I, like maybe what? they were just thinking, <laughs> this makes no sense. I think this is definitely one of the weaker points in this movie, and I'm guessing uh-huh. much like many of the other flaws of the Fox superhero franchises. It's like they just don't want you to notice that stuff. They're like, just ignore it. (laughs) This was the best we could do. Just pretend. pretend. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's got a scratch. Uh, So, yeah. So, I I mean, I've never been a huge, even since first class, I was never a huge fan of Havoc anyway. And so, but, oh, gosh, that, that part, it was just the corniest line in the entire movie where maybe you enjoyed it and it was cool for you, but it was awful for me whenever... Apocalypse is like hacking into into Cerebro through Charles's mind, and then he's like launching the nukes and stuff, and then he just like he says, "Destroy it, Alex," and he goes, "Wreak havoc." <laughs> I was like, "No, you did not just say that. Did. You did not say he that. Did say that it. was like it was the equivalent of like uh, Hulk smash or right. uh, what is it? It's clobbering time for the thing. Cool. You know, it was just like, no, you did not say that. So it was wreak havoc. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. So maybe there's some fans out there that are like, yeah, recap it, can't do it. But no, for me, it, it did not work at all. So <laughs> that was just just terrible. I'm a little bit happy he's dead. And then me. everyone on but screen was... goes, cheese. <laughs> Take a yep. picture. But, but, and then that was so it was surprising. That was Charles's line, is that it was awful. Or that was something cheesy. Maybe just because someone but, was uh, in his brain, he didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, that was Apocalypse saying that, which is why <laughs> he's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was terrible. That was pretty bad. Um, let's see. So Mystique, it's very interesting to see her in this movie that she's kind of the, uh, which I guess it, it makes sense with how they picked it up from Days of Future Past, that she's now no longer uh, just a very different person than what we saw her in yeah. the original trilogy, which was a villain, sidekick uh, kind of person to Magneto. And now she's the considered a hero to mutants and she and saves 
like um, troubled mutants around the world. Yeah, so it was it was very different. So I I kind of like that that it's um, a huge character shift, but but kind of odd that it was just based off one decision. I was wondering um, why they made such an emphasis on it being like in first class. They were like, it's her first kill. That's what sent her down the road. That exact right. kill. Well, that so makes, that, make, that, that really makes sense, sense. now because they were now that she didn't do that her life's completely different yeah which Butterfly doesn't make effect. sense to me in in days of future past when they say that because at that time she left with magneto in like 63 64 whenever first class took place she'd been with magneto for like five five ten years i mean that's ten years apart right. but you know she had been with magneto for a while on their you know evil team of evil and so, never so you're telling anyone. me like she didn't kill anyone in that time? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really buy that. I don't know. Who knows what they were doing? But I guess because anyway, if she did, it was that a different sense. mindset, maybe. Oh, it makes sense. I get it. In the way, in yeah. that sense, I can see that. Because she, sure. she, but yeah, just to see her as a, as a, as kind of a hero character in this one. Uh, the uh, the way the 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 makers of of like the X Men franchise are talking now is that. Basically, like, especially with Hugh Jackman, like, transitioning out of his role as as Wolverine, that she's going to kind of be become the new Logan, basically, mm. of how she's the, if there's a main character in the movie, then she's the main character. Hmm. Um, you know, kind of the, the anti-hero, like, anchor that, that, you know, draws the audience in. And so, um, so, you know, we see, which is definitely, yeah, a huge different, a huge difference from, you know, what you would think of Mystique. But, uh, but yeah, it's just interesting to see that. Yeah. So, um, but what did it. you guys think? I don't know if you guys keep up with, like, you know, celebrity stuff, but have you guys heard anything about, like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence not loving pl- her character as Mystique or playing it? I haven't heard anything. Playing it or the character itself? Because I can uh, see. I'm not sure. I I know just, she didn't like the makeup, but yeah, now they, they wear a that's... suit. That she yeah. no longer does like six hours of makeup or whatever it was before. Right. And so, which I mean, honestly, I kind of like that better because yeah. I noticed first class, she had like scales all over her face and stuff. It was then, real shiny. Like you could see the makeup yeah. in one of them. And I was great. like, that just don't look right. And yeah. I can see. And then to see. I was going to say, I see or, that or being more of the point of why she wouldn't want to do it because like like Matt was saying, right. I think Alan Cumming didn't return for the third X Men because he didn't want to do the Nightcrawler makeup. Yeah, which he wears yeah, clothes. Sure. Can you imagine being head oh, to toe yeah. blue makeup Yikes. to your vagina and butthole? Like, right. dude, Gosh. which it, <laughs> That's it just insane. it makes it so much like after hearing about like Jennifer Lawrence's like complaints about that and stuff, it it made almost like watching the original trilogy like. Man, that is a nude woman. Yeah, on set for it is. several hours a day. That's that would be awful. Like you were just mm. hanging out with your coworkers. Like I'm, I'm naked. Blue like, I got naked paint on lady me. over here. Yeah, like, my nips are covered up, but you know <laughs> you can't tell because there's lots of different nipples. Right. <laughs> that's what all <laughs> those <laughs> are. <laughs> <laughs> she can actually, when if she ever gets pregnant, she actually has multiple kids, yeah. like a puppy. Oh god! They just latch onto a scale. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out he's involved in nipples the whole time. Oh, okay. You mentioned this week that you were wondering, uh, or no, you didn't wonder. You were mentioning that in some series, Mystique is Rogue's mother. 
that was Matt. Is that right? Was Matt? Okay. I, I, I I've heard that before, and so I wondered yeah. if they were going to do that. But they did show Rogue in Days of Futures Past when Logan awakes. And she's in the school with Bobby, and they're like hold, yeah. walking down the hallway. True. Cute. But that still doesn't mean that she they couldn't, couldn't be. Yeah, yeah, like it yeah. could. It could happen. Which I'm wondering, yeah, if I don't think they will. But do you either. think they'll ever do anything with uh, Mystique being Nightcrawler's mom? Yeah. As well? Too late for that. Yeah. Unless I'm not she sure. had it years ago <laughs> and no, told nobody. Yeah, just chose when to. Eh, I'm gonna keep that under wraps. Fifteen. <laughs> Yeah. Not sure about that one. Hey Charles, remember that time <laughs> in uh, high school when I just disappeared for a year? Oh, well, no, because uh, I can't remember his name, but the, the guy in first class, he was, you know, on Sebastian Shaw's team, the, the red guy who looked like Satan. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Nightcrawler's dad. So Azazel. she goes and joins Azazel. their team, and then they get with it. Yeah, Azazel. Yeah, so they, they get busy while they're, you know, going and being evil. So they could have gone that route because... Sense. I yeah. mean, they both went with Magneto. Which yeah. one thing uh, about um, first class is we had that we had to have that little uh, Wolverine cameo, which isn't even a Wolverine. Uh, it's like a Logan cameo because yeah. you never see him yeah. pull out his claws or anything. But then in this one, just crazy. we get like a re- a Wolverine cameo. Right, and it was so probably the most intense <laughs> Wolverine thing we've seen. Mm-hmm. Granted, we have, me and Kendall haven't seen the rated R Wolverine movie. But yeah, so so going into it, the first time I saw it, this was another moment for me where, you know, they're going to Alkali Lake, and so I'm like, oh, you know, about this time, you know, maybe this will answer some of the questions from Days of Future Past, so, you know, that's good. Uh, so, so yeah, I like that they did it. It felt it answered questions from the old one, but I just remember, you know, they, they see the cage, and they're like, is that an animal in there? And, yeah. uh, and I was just like, oh, that'd be so cool if they, like, just left it there. You know, if they like, like that's all they did. You know, where it's just like a little hint of Wolverine, and then for the next one, then they, you know, they go more into it. But then, you know, I was a little bit disappointed. Like, uh, like okay, they had to had to have a Wolverine scene in an X Men movie, of course. You know, it's kind of. I thought it of was. Course they had to have it. I thought it was. It, it worked well to get them out of to save them. Um, yeah, because yeah, you know, and I, he wasn't. That was the first time watching it. But I liked it more the second time. And it wasn't he—he he wasn't like actually saving them. He was just trying to get out of there and get it almost yeah. get revenge. And I thought it was, to me, with the the headgear from the actual origin comic, and uh, oh, yeah. just the whole scene itself is like, I thought it was a perfect apology letter for the origins movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, like- having the yeah the Weapon X gear on him and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And and yeah, I liked how, you know, it played with the plot well where uh it, it gives a good explanation for how the you know, the new the new X Men, you know, Scott Jean and Nightcrawler could have escaped from a place like Alkali Lake without uh or you know, the the military base at Alkali Lake without um you know, I mean they're there's you know, they did a good job of playing on the fact that they're untrained teenagers who are, you know, kind of just discovering their power so they couldn't take on you know, a bunch of military guys without, you know, getting captured. And so, mm-hmm. so it played well on that with, uh, you know, with the plot that, you know, it kept with their characters. They don't know what they're doing. And so they accidentally, or they let this guy loose and then he kind of destroys all the bad guys and then escapes. And so, uh, so yeah, I thought that was good. But they could have left out that of- creepy scene of 
Gene touching his face. I like it. It was weird. Scene, yeah. Well, it was just I'm wondering if he's going to come back in 10 years and be like, you're the girl. You guys have made out in another realm. Yeah. He's going to come back 10 years from now. She's going to be a woman and he's going to fall in love with her all over again. I like how in both timelines, Stryker always ends up with Logan. Yeah. Well, I was hoping that would, at the end of Days of Future Past, you see him coming up out of the water and then you see Stryker on the mm-hmm. boat, but then his eyes glow orange. It was I, Mystique. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. At the so end, just, yeah. you I see thought Mystique's it was just eyes on, in Stryker's face. And so yeah. I was like, oh, I thought... Because I, I don't remember that from watching it the first time. Maybe it's only in the road cut. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought it was both. It, it probably like is, but I, I didn't remember it from the first time, but then watching the second time, I, I was like, oh yeah, this is when Stryker pulls him up, but then his eyes glowed, and I'm like, oh, it's Mystique. Yeah. Then how does Stryker so, get him? That's what I was wondering, right. if he if he would that's ever get his claws. Yeah. Or his adamantium. So, I guess we just, one of those unfilled... we just noticed another blank spot. <sighs> yeah, it's just one of those unfilled things where you just kind of have to fill in the one yourself. Why Stryker? Uh, I don't know. Stryker. Yeah. Where they're like, ooh, let's set this up. It might be cool. Like, who knows what we can do with that? And then they just decided, eh, never mind. You should probably know what uh, you're going to so yeah. do with it. Just saying. Yeah, you'd think. That's what, you know, it's just one of the things about the X-Men franchise is they, they tend to do that a lot where, you know, the MCU, if you can compare it to that, which it's hard to compare anything to that, but they've done almost flawlessly where they, if they lead up to something, it always gets solved. Or if they do some kind of little Easter egg, it's almost never a throwaway. Um, and so, but yeah, the, the X-Men franchise seems to do that a lot, which, you know, I think they're, they may be getting better at, but, but yeah, they just can't help it. And another one thing that's, you have the MCU and all that, but one thing that I've always respected about the X-Men franchise, the movie franchise, that it stays true to the comics is, uh... The great thing about Marvel Comics and Stan Lee, what they were doing was trying to connect with people in a way that comics had never done. And so uh, X-Men was the answer to uh, prejudice, basically. Like he, yes. he, he was speaking upon the racism that he saw and uh, mm-hmm. gender inequality and all that. Um, yeah. back in the Which I was going to bring that up last time, but we didn't have time. Right, yeah. And yeah. So, but I was thinking they've done that well with the movies. Uh, and in this one, I could see it. It was hinted in, in I thought was the greatest scene in the movie was when uh, Raven is talking to Charles in the mansion and she's saying, uh, I've got the line. Hold They're on. still suffering out there. Yeah, she was saying. Uh, or something, something to that effect. They were taught he was saying you should come home or good to see you back home and she's like this is not my home and uh yeah she says you know I really believed that once I really believed we could change them and he said we did and she says just because there's not a war it doesn't mean there's peace uh yeah and so it it seemed like it was kind of referencing the social nature of today where like lots of people don't see uh, still hatred and racism and all that. Yeah. Because yeah, in, look, we're in not the still comfort of their civil homes, rights, but... but yeah, it still happens uh, yeah. all over the place. Uh, so I thought yeah. that was a pretty cool little scene. That was good. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's really 
that's a good you know way of comparing it because I, I was going to bring that up last time. Uh, you know, I love one of the reasons I love the X Men is you know they're that that comparison or that symbolism of you know Charles kind of represents the Martin Luther King Jr. and then uh, Magneto is more of a like a Malcolm X kind of uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of two sides of the same coin where they're you know it's the same issue but just two different ways of solving it. And then uh, I I kind of thought of it this way and maybe I'm like you know doing too much symbolism but where uh, uh, Mystique kind of comes in as the uh, what's her name Harriet Tubman the you know lady who hmm. in slave days like helped you know help people escape from slavery and so that's kind of what she was doing at the beginning of the movie was you know helping helping mutants who were you know being exploited or whatever and then you know yeah she kind of does that with Nightcrawler where she's like you know where's he going I don't care you know so she's like shipping him off to somewhere you know but just somewhere where she wants to help him but uh, you know just sending him to a safer place for him and so um, but yeah, that's interesting. So we mentioned this in the last podcast, but the uh, the third one's always the worst Star Wars joke. Mm-hmm. What you What did you guys think of that? Uh, I love the joke because obviously they were referencing the last stand. But like I said in the last podcast, it seems like it was, or you said it, it seemed like kind of above the backfire because this is right now the lowest rated of the three reboots. Yeah seemed to put them right in the crosshairs of uh of their own joke and yeah it didn't work out so well for them so um which i don't i mean it's one of those things where you're kind of like wondering going into like did they know going into it like eh, this isn't going to be the best of the three but you know still pretty good um, so well, i think it depends it's definitely obviously that's simply critics i i haven't i'm pretty sure it's the lowest of the audience too though of those three um yeah but uh Kindle is did you like this one better than one of the other two? Mm, I don't know. Kind of like them all the same. Really? Right, it's hard to compare. I put it this is. one right between for like I rated I I ranked them cuz I didn't know if we were going to do that or not. So I I went ahead and just did it for myself. And then Days of Future Past was number 2. Apocalypse was three, and then First Class was four. Mm. I'd say uh, Days of Future Past, First Class, and then Apocalypse. Okay, gotcha. So you did agree with that, that uh, third one's always the worst? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the 80s. I know I mentioned in the last podcast. The 80s. Man. <laughs> uh, I, the, Kendall, tell me what you what? thought. Let's talk about the 80s. Let's talk about the 80s. Uh, we'll know that. It's a hard time for America. Stop. That part where... Um, they're like, let's go to the mall. I really did. I turned and I was like, I've seen this episode. And I was super stoked. <laughs> it what, literally like a straight from the TV series. And like she's got go Jubilee's got her little yellow jacket and adorable. It was perfect. I thought it was wonderful. I remember that one. I don't remember that one. That's funny. I just remember them like sneaking out of school to go out in public and like hang. Right. Because I remember them like with being with Nightcrawler and everything too. I don't know why, but this is like something I remember watching as a kid, and I didn't watch very much X Men. Yeah, I think I actually liked Last Stand better than Apocalypse. Really? The more I think about it, I don't agree with that. What? The Last Stand more than this one. 
that's just crazy right i know i didn't think i i didn't think i i didn't think that was going to happen but yeah i just thought i thought the movie was just there was just it was just a blob of action that's crazy. Really? It felt like it felt like man. kind of. I oh, felt like I was watching drag, kind though. of a Transformers movie in a way. Man, oh that sucks. I do. I do think that it was very uh, a little bit over the top in explosions and stuff like that, or you know, and mm. um, you know, flipping the world upside down and stuff. But yeah. but um, I mean, it's it's an apocalypse movie. You know, it's True. like it's yeah. the end of the world. It's yeah. kind of like like it. I'm glad they did it the way they did it because I mean, one of if I can, you know, switch gears, one of my complaints with Civil War was that the title of it is Civil War and nobody dies in it, you know, or they, they it's like more of strong disagreement between friends. Yeah. Is what, you know, would have been a proper title for it. And so, and it's so, um, so to see it be called Apocalypse, they can't, you know, they couldn't get away from, you know, end of the world, destroying, you know, people yeah. dying, stuff like that. So, um, so I, I mean, even though it was kind of, yeah, it's, it's not as fun to watch than, uh, you know, cities being destroyed and stuff like that, then uh, I just think they kind of, they almost had to do it because of, you know, I think because of what it was, it probably is that circumstance where they just kind of had to do it where maybe the next movie will be more, um, like storyline and some Mm. backstory and like that character development. Hopefully now that we have our lineup of X-Men. Yeah. Uh, my question is, what, how are they going to move forward from this? He, like, man, devastated a large part of the Earth. Right. Like, who's what? Gonna, what do you what, mean? How are they going to move past that? Like, like it, they never specified how much of the Earth he was destroying. He could have flattened everything. Well, um, I imagine the end scene is kind of like an answer to that. Where you see so Magneto and Jean are going to go around the yes. entire world and rebuild no, everything. There's <laughs> millions of uh, mutants. I guess, yeah. With equal or greater or lesser powers. Well, than she's probably well, probably not her. We've heard, yeah. I was her. like, we've heard that she is the only class five that Charles has ever seen, as anyone has ever seen. So, and maybe Magneto is now too. Well, apocalypse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. But He's I mean, gone. well, first, while we're on that, you know, when I was watching that scene of Magneto and Jean putting the house back together, I'm like, do they know anything about like construction? I no. thought the exact same thing. I was like, this is not, <laughs> they do not have enough information to just be like moving yeah. pieces together. There's like They're going specific off of things you have to do with that. Like, are they, is he like, because they remember exactly how this house joists together. together and all that. He's yeah. melting them with his I'm just like, like, I feel like as soon as the students are going to walk into that house, it's just going to fall <laughs> on top of them. It's a house of cards. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We get with powers, you know, stack the pieces on top of each other and stuff. But I'm like, there's Does no way that right, thing guys? is like perfectly stable. <laughs> no. no, there's construction workers on the inside uh, oh. kneeling everything oh, as they okay. were doing uh, it. Yeah. You where just, everything goes. You couldn't see them. They just save money on cranes and yeah. stuff. So I get it. But um, but yeah, so you talk about Magneto destroying, basically destroying the Earth, which I thought was a little. Uh, they could have changed that, and because it was a little over the top, that you know he could feel the feel the metal in the Earth, and then just flip the world upside down, basically. I thought it would have just just for the sake of making it more interesting that you know he enhances his powers and then he could like go to a city and then use his power to destroy it or something like that. But you see all over the world, yeah. crap, you know, getting that's getting destroyed. Insane. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that, you know, if if you saw like Man of Steel, the Superman movie a couple years ago, like 
people were complaining about that because they're like, no, he just like destroyed Metropolis. Like so many people would have died. There have been so many casualties and like Superman wouldn't let that happen. Like Sorry. that's just ridiculous. And I'm just like, it's a comic okay, book like universe. nobody's complaining about this though. That uh, that you know, Magneto basically just destroyed every yeah, city he just in the leveled world, the entire or planet. Whatever, yeah. I, so I forgot just, to even like notice that during this movie, but like a a couple of them ago, I was thinking, man, they just it seems like they just keep trying to one up his powers. Actually, it was this movie when he's picking it up out of the ground at Auschwitz. I was like, this is very um. It's they're they're one upping his powers, like mm-hmm. you see him in the from the very first movie he just does bigger and crazier gets... things that's funny yeah like i did think that was one of the in days of future past it's cool but like he lifts the entire stadium like the baseball stadium and you huh. like, picks that whole thing up i'm like mm, i don't know because just in the one before he had a hard time like moving that uh that satellite thing so i don't know but whatever yeah so they do seem to kind of yeah we have to get bigger and better make him be stronger make him more powerful so yeah that was whatever um but but yeah just the fact that yeah he just destroyed everything and then they don't really resolve that at the end they're just kind of like oh thank goodness we're still alive they're never like okay somebody mentioned something about rebuilding people are already rebuilding i think when uh charles and uh mystique are talking or not mystique charles and magneto are talking and they're saying something about the world's already starting to rebuild and i was like yeah, yeah but that could take like 20 years <laughs> that would take a long time that's probably it why it's gonna be 10 to years apart city. right there because they gotta yeah. rebuild the entire world yeah be called x-men construction <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what the next one's gonna be exactly put it back together <laughs> or so, they'll just live um, in a post-apocalyptic world from now on Charles, oh, perfect. Charles School is the only thing I mean, that's, that's still uh <laughs> That's the only thing built. that got rebuilt. Yeah. That's funny. Everyone just lives in houses of rebel. Yeah. He now builds houses for people with his magnetic Fix it. powers. Yeah. It's amazing. Um so and it was strange that yeah, at the after all that, you know, Magneto's basically the world's biggest terrorist. And, uh, and then, you know, Charles just kind of lets him like walk away. Like, okay, we're, we kind of have our differences. He wasn't Let's doing it for terror reasons, Kyle. He was trying <laughs> to tear the world down. That's rebuild mm. it for the better. They of were trying to rebuild it. And really he was already started yeah. before they everybody oh, he else started had construction. To yeah. You have to do some demolition first. I get it. Yeah. So what a good guy. <laughs> what a great guy. Yeah, Charles just um, lets that him makes me think of anything. That makes me think, yeah, true. It's like, well, we're friends, so. We are okay. brothers. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of just Apocalypse, the the character? So we have Oscar Isaac, Ugh. a pretty big actor. He is? Who is he? Um, he was playing Poe. Apocalypse. <laughs> it was Poe. Yeah, Poe In Dameron. Star Wars. That's was the he? Thing I think of. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, Poe. Didn't that blow your mind? Huh. I did not know that. Because I didn't look at any of the IMDb stuff before I saw it. And so after I went and saw the movie, that's when I started doing all the research for this movie because I didn't want to have spoilers and mm-hmm. stuff. So I went and saw it and then did a bunch of research and I was like, Oscar Isaac, what? Didn't even recognize him. Yeah, he looks And so he looks good. I just don't know about the makeup they did for him. Really? Yeah. Because there was a lot of people saying like it should have just been played by like a CGI character. 
um, because Apocalypse is supposed to be like huge, like right. you know, eight feet tall. And or they something kind of like that. they kind of gave us that in the dream. Charles' mind, yeah. but it was we yeah. knew it was in Charles' mind. That was obviously uh, fake, the, or not fake, but um, a con. Uh, not literal. Yeah. And I always, I, so, I think one reason that I I didn't like this movie that much is. I feel like Fox still hasn't nailed the CGI thing very well. I, I granted nobody's done it like really perfect yet. Besides, like I'd say, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes probably Dude. would be the best <laughs> out there so far. I feel like Fox is is lacking compared to the MCU, especially what specifically in this, which movie? is maybe just because yeah. the MCU like focuses a lot on practical, but I feel like this mm. movie. There was so much CGI, it just bugged me the whole time. Where? Right. Everywhere. What, what stuff bugged you? Like, what stuff it. was bad Especially to you? Especially all, well, all of Magneto's stuff floating around. That was that was bothersome to me. Yeah, it was a little... I, I, I didn't take it very seriously. Like, I wasn't like, oh, stuff flying everywhere. I was just like, and cue the effects. And uh, um. Um, also, Apocalypse's new pyramid... Right, um, how it kind of yeah. just gets performed together out of everything in the city. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. and um, I, I just one... feel like my brain is just like, no, no, that's I'm yeah, sorry. You just can't you you can't register it as possibly happening, so you you know it's fake. Where yeah, maybe they're just they try biting off more they can chew. I think is what hap- what ends up happening is that they it's not that, but there was one part in particular which you might have to go back and watch it. But there's like it's like when it's showing scenes all over the world while Magneto's destroying stuff. Um, there's like one that's like a shipping yard or something like that, which like you know the big barge with right. like the big metal crates on it. And I don't know who is in charge of creating that scene, but that person must have like showed up to work drunk that day or something <laughs> because I swear it was like yeah, good quality movie, good quality movie, and then it was like something out of like a video game from ten years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it I, was like I was like that is one hundred percent like zero part of, part of that was filmed that was all on a on a computer and that looks terrible. Yeah. And then they even show it like again later on. You know they're like showing the destruction of the world, and then they go back to that same shipping yard and it still looks terrible. Why can't just they like, just what what get idiot did some that? real barred ships? Wait for a storm yeah, to happen and then like build a giant <laughs> hydraulic lift under the water. <laughs> That pushes the boat up and like flips it. I don't see why yeah. they can't just do that. <laughs> How hard would that be? How hard? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Why Not can't they just that, build I'm just saying... a giant metal pyramid <laughs> in the middle of Cairo? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should be in charge of films. You should. I should be the president <laughs> of films. Be the most expensive movie ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, let's just blow real stuff up. How about that? Um, but uh, but yeah. So I just, as far as CGI is concerned, that's the only thing that that stuck out bad to me. But um, but yeah. So sorry. Back to Apocalypse. Uh, he, the only thing that I didn't like about him, I know Apocalypse just in general is supposed to be a very straightforward, like black and white character. We don't have to like see him struggle or see him like you know have a good personality. He's a very like monotone person you know that's just traditionally how he is you know and so so a lot of people are complaining that like you know oscar isaac's like performance was wasted because he's like a great actor and that he didn't really do anything in this movie like they could have just hired anyone to be apocalypse which is kind of true because they um 
you know, it, he was very monotone. And so it could have been, and he, I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize that that was Oscar Isaac. And so, so he really could have been played by anyone. Um, but my only complaint with Apocalypse was like, I would have, even that this is very rare, but I would have almost liked to see, or to have seen like a, you know, the kind of your stereotypical, like bad guy ranting about what his evil plan is, uh, for a long time to, you know, throw it to the audience. This is what I'm doing. This is my plan, or this Mm -hmm. is my big evil plan because we really don't see a whole lot. Like it's there, but it's very minimal and they really should have like hammered it in like, why is Apocalypse wanting to destroy the world? Like, you know, and you pick up on that, that, you know, he wants to rebuild it and make humanity perfect and all that stuff. But I just feel like he just kind of shows up out of nowhere and just like, I'm going to destroy the whole thing and, uh, you know, and kill everyone. And that's really his evil plan, you know? And so there's just not a whole lot of depth to that character. Mm. What'd you guys think? Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but man, I do. I did. Uh, what was that scene where he goes into Storm's house and he like t- is touching the TV and getting updated on where humanity is right now? Learning. Le- yeah, learning. <laughs> Weapons. I was like, hold up, how's he learning from yeah. a television box? I didn't love that television. Part. Box. Yeah, because I'm like, how how television is he distinguishing box. what the TV shows are? Like, does he think that we live in Star Trek and that's yeah, what humanity is right now, or or anything like that? Was he he was watching Star Trek, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. or that was, was, yeah, was on the TV. On. Okay, and so which was kind of a funny like Easter egg because that's like I've heard people talking about that, and that's like they go to a planet where there's like a godlike person yeah. in charge of it, and he like has the ability to change his size mm-hmm. and become huge, and so it was kind of like a yeah, he can manipulate the environment, Star Trek. He was he was supposed to be he was saying he was some uh Roman like or not Roman but uh Greek mythical god. Yeah. I don't remember which but, one. Uh, it's been but a long anyway, time yeah, just that. that yeah. But just that scene was kind of weird where he's learning stuff from the TV. He's like weapons. I'm you've learning. lost your way. So, that was kind of weird. Yeah. It um, reminded me of so, uh the fifth element when she's watching the TV in the ship. Tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But someone was joking the other day that they, if that, if it would, if it hadn't have taken place in the '80s and it was today, then they should have shown like scenes of the Kardashians on the TV. He's like, what? And, like Donald Trump, this? and he's like, oh, must destroy. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you know? So that would have been really funny. But uh, but yeah, so that would have been kind of a, a funny part for you know maybe we'll see that in a different cut or something like that or a blooper is real. That'd be funny. But to see, you know, pop culture references in there. What What do you guys think is the future of the X Men? Like, I don't know as far as the news. Failure. Or if, you know, with with no, Fox. I do. It's going to be like <laughs> the television series. I don't see why they can't just do the television series, like a, a live action one. Uh, That's what I was thinking. I would love to see just a like a Netflix X Men kind of series, and just see like kind of a more everyday kind of feel. Of, because that's the problem is that now that they they're doing so doing movies that are such big blockbusters, and you can't see like a you know the X Men just living life or the X Men you know just having their normal bad guys. They like have they have to fight the like the biggest guys in the world. Honestly, so we're not we're not really gonna get to see the you know the small X Men world. Right. Honestly, I think I'm done. Like I don't need to see anymore. Right now, I feel like uh, 
all of Fox's energy, I want to go into the X-Force and uh, future Deadpool installments. Gotcha. So you feel like maybe with it starting with X-Men 1 and then it's kind of almost gone backwards, like it kind of came around full circle. Yeah, it's almost there. this would be a good I mean, place this was 83, end. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it started in 2000, which it said in a distant future. So really they could they could do one more uh yeah. nine and then it would movie, just be full circle and, yeah, and then they wouldn't have to make any more yeah i'd be i'd yeah I'll, I'll watch one more but i'm i'm really focusing on the x-force for fox yeah you're not like a, oh they, please make more yeah i'm excited really hope for they drop scott jean and fantastic force stuff what if they right. do really well yeah, next time too. what if i hope they drop that and then just are they are, are there still plans for a gambit movie I think I saw a poster, but it could have just been like a Photoshop. Um, I feel like it was somebody did. It was on like hold last time I saw, like, because for a while yeah. they've been talking about it, and you know they had a uh, Channing Tatum light up, well. and uh, I I feel like it's been on hold for a while. Yeah, maybe they're seeing how so, this movie I does. Know. I feel like they could do like a Gambit within a Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. Or in an X-Force movie, and that would be cool. But, like, just a standalone Gambit movie, I'm just, like, I just don't feel like yeah, maybe they could do odd. something cool with him. But I, he's just not a big enough character for me to, yeah, be super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so pos- possibly a Gambit movie. Um, we know almost for sure there's a, a Deadpool 2 coming or something in that in that realm. And something Wolverine. with Deadpool and Cable. Three. Yeah, and then, yeah, the I think it started filming is, yeah, uh, Untitled. Wolverine three, which Hugh Jackman hinted is a uh, old man Logan, old man Logan mm-hmm. uh, storyline. Which yeah, I'm I'm really excited about. I think it'll be a good way to wait. To so end is that going to be like he, past timeline or this timeline? To... I'm not sure how that'll work. Probably and I stress same with the X Force because X Force so jumping ahead. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but X Force that is kind of the X Men that takes place, at, you know, within the Sentinels and stuff, isn't it? Or after you know, kind of the end of the world. Uh. I don't. Is am I wrong? I think it was present time when it first aired, uh, or first. Uh, was it? Yeah, in the eighties. Okay, because yeah, I thought maybe I'm thinking of just the later X Men comics, but you know the stuff with like Bishop and Domino and uh, and Cable and stuff like that. That's like you know the distant future where they're still mutants and they're kind of you know on the run or whatever. Um, but is that is that not what X Force is? I'm a, I'm pretty unfamiliar with the X Force. Uh, X-Force... Oh, it actually started in 91, not 80s. What is the X-Force? Uh, it's basically X-Men with guns. <laughs> so is it like a replacement <laughs> of X-Men, or are they villains? They're they're good guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're Never good. Mind. Kind of kind of the anti-heroes, though, because it's like Wolverine. So, like and, isn't Deadpool in there, too? Yeah, well, uh, Domino's pretty ambiguous because she, like, dates Deadpool... Um. Yeah. It. It. It's. It's. They're. They're. They're mostly good guys, but they also have guns. So it's. It's weird. Yeah. So they're kind of a Suicide Squad ish, but not. Well, not really even that. Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, end credit scene of this movie. I forgot it. So it's uh the out the alkali lake after the oh yeah all those the guys Weapon are dead X. oh right With yeah X's, and so X's, yeah it takes oh, the corp? Weapon X um. Uh, DNA or blood, and then the uh, yeah Essex right. briefcase, which is a reference to Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. 
So, yeah, I kind of wonder if that's the will that play into the future at all or maybe. which I really hope so because he's a big villain in the in the X-Men world. So that would be really cool. Uh Everett, do you know a whole lot about Mr. Sinister? I'm not I'm not, not really, really familiar with him a ton. Yeah, he look, looks like a vampire and he's a super evil guy. That's really all I know. Favorite scenes? I don't have one. I don't have one. It's hard. You to, don't have a favorite scene. It's hard to pick. We've seen it once. I remember I said the thing about Raven. Oh, and with Mystique and yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, mine was it, even though it kind of comes across as cheesy, I just I felt like it was directly pulled out of like a, a comic book panel. But the scene where Charles and Apocalypse have the fight like inside his mind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just I I just couldn't help but like watching that and think like we haven't seen anything like that before like uh visual representations of like what psych what a, like a psychic battle would look like mm. um and so just seeing that even though yeah even though it came across as maybe a little bit you know some people may have thought it was corny um you know seeing charles you know just punching apocalypse and stuff like that uh i, I just i for some reason i like that part a lot um you would and then the uh in the very <clears throat> closing scene where Charles and Magneto are having that conversation. Um, the, uh, you know, he, he says something, I, uh, he says something where they basically had the exact same conversation yeah. in the first X-Men. But like a uh, different Magneto time. Magneto and Charles did. Oh, yeah. yeah. So says, obviously, I, yeah, I it's, pity. Like, it's like 20 or 30 years later. I pity yeah, the fool. I, I, yeah, basically. I, pity the fool. I, I pity the person I who comes to my school looking for trouble. For the, yeah, so I mean, I, I like that part a lot. I didn't catch that though at the first time I saw it, but then someone mentioned it. I and think then I, was I like, did. Oh yeah, because it stuck in my mind, but, and I was like, I feel like they've already done that. I think they already said that. They said that, yeah. <laughs> but when I went back, oh sorry, what? I thought, I, I thought you were making a joke. I guess my favorite scene is, uh, I'll pick when I felt super like yeah, and it was when uh, Gene finally. <laughs> Unleashes her power on Apocalypse. She yeah. unleashes which the that beast. was yeah, kind of. I loved yeah. it. I love how they how they did that. You know, psychologically first, where she mm-hmm. she comes through the uh, cerebro door and it's just like, bow, yeah. <laughs> You're like, woo, yeah, and she like. And I love the the screech or scream that they gave her, like that effect uh-huh. they put on. I love that. I was I just like, that, this that. is yeah. awesome. That was a real phoenix screech that they used <gasps> for that. You're yep. lying. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wonder if she did the, the scream, though, because that would be cool. But I like that. I was just like, oh, snap. But also, I pick- I thought it was cheesy. My second best is when, like, I don't, I don't know exactly what happens, but Apocalypse is talking, or you're looking at him, and then all of a sudden, punch to the face, in comes Quicksilver, and he just starts kicking butt. Gosh. I Anything love that. with Quicksilver, it took me I think, off was guard. just my favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love that uh, part where Quicksilver—they're trapped in, uh, you know, the the military base, and uh, Strucker's like, "Where is Xavier?" And then Misty goes, "I don't, we don't, we don't know." And then he goes, "We don't know, bro." <laughs> yeah, Quicksilver says that. I don't know. That cracked me up. <laughs> I also I love know, when bro. he. Uh, he, he tells Miss uh, Raven that uh, Magneto's his dad, and she goes, "What?" And her face is just like, "Yeah, what the <laughs> hell?" <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a great. He's my dad. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> him and my mom, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, that's great that uh, the first time he ever meets his dad, he tells him, I'm going to hold you at the back of your head so you don't get whiplash. What? Weeplash. Weeplash. <laughs> that stupid yeah. smile they, they afterwards that cracks me up. <laughs> uh, so proud of himself. They kept that consistent in this one that he, you know, when he'd run with people, then they would kind of look a little sick afterwards. Yeah. Because that's in the Flash TV show. I think they did that in, like, the first episode where someone was like, whoa, that was weird. And then the rest of the entire TV series, they, like, everyone's fine. You know, traveling at 600 miles an hour. Come on, so, Warner Brothers. Stop cutting yeah, corners. Warner <laughs> Brothers but, uh, cutting corners. Yeah. Hey, f- fun fact. I or I guess I didn't make this connection, but this is the second, you know, both of the Quicksilvers from uh, the Avengers and uh, X-Men were played by characters from Kick-Ass. Yeah. What was he in Kick-Ass? He was, he was just like, just uh, a friend. he was he's his, his friend. Him. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything, but he's just there. <laughs> All right. Hey, do we have anything else? I gotta get going. I don't. We're good. I didn't haven't okay. had anything for hours. Uh, uh, oh, I broke. oh, okay. <laughs> get off my phone. <laughs> oh shoot. All right. Okay. I gotta get going. So I'll okay. see you guys later. Bye, Kyle. All right, bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app, and join us on. Saturday for an episode over video game movies, past, present, and future. Warcraft is coming out on Friday, so we thought we'd kick this episode out there. Uh, We're going to talk about what's good, if there is any, and what's terrible, because we know there's plenty of those. And is there really a curse? People say there's a curse. Let's find out. Right? Let's go through the list. We'll see what there is. Mario Brothers. Remember that movie? Anyway, uh, if you want to jump into the discussion online or you'd like us to discuss something about video game movies in the Saturday podcast, just hit us up on Facebook.com slash Pod, Twitter.com slash Pod, and on Instagram at Geek Cinema, or on our website, GeekCinemaPod.com. See y'all on Saturday. <laughs>